Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and I'm joined by Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura. And today, we don't have a guest. Nope, it's just... But we're going to talk about fuzzy math. <laughs> That's your no, no my, guest? My timing was spot on. <laughs> it was. For, for fuzzy math. <laughs> fuzzy math. Man, my head hurt last night after I left. So uh, for, for all of our folks playing the home game, uh, last night was our, uh, I won't say last, but kind of the, the, the uh, completion of this year's confirmation Wednesdays. Yep. Uh, we're still going to have things going on Wednesdays, um, uh, primarily for Elevate for our senior high. We'll continue to meet on Wednesdays mm-hmm. uh, throughout the summer. And we're going to dig into the big book, the the book of mysteries, the the revelation of John. Oh, yeah. Uh, for anyone who wants to be a part of that, that throughout the summer. That's right. Pastor Cross and I are going to be... Wednesday nights, right? Yeah, we're going to be the we're gonna be the, the Legion of Doom for all those wrestling Ooh. fans. He's going to be Hawk and I'm going to be Animal and we're going to... we're gonna The Legion of Doom yeah. for revelation. Ooh, what a rush. <laughs> And I think I've cut down our audience down to like five guys that are your and my age that yep. know what we're talking about. Yep. They're like, all right. Or or how about this one? The um the mega powers, Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. and Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're getting a little bit more recent now. Okay. That Certainly. was the, that was the same time as the as the Road Warriors. The Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. Yeah, the Bushwhackers. Kind of the same. You don't remember General the bushwhacker? She's looking at I me. I was with born the... in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Butch. You get the WWE Network. You can go back and watch all those. They songs. don't have that anymore. I don't know. They don't have that anymore. Well, there goes that opportunity. Thanks I'm just for throwing that jab in there. Sorry, I forgot. Brian, can... do you want me to meet you so you can cry a little bit? No, it's fine. Okay. You can still find it on the YouTubes. You can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So fuzzy math. We had fuzzy math last night. We did. Because. I don't. Well, I I'd like to tell the story, but I don't understand it enough to tell. I, I, all I heard was was after it's already begun. So I'm I'm assuming, and the, you know what happens when you assume. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming Ryan that that you picked a fight with Reese, and no, no. It, so it started. We are going on this mission. Reese trip. is my daughter, by the way. If anyone's she's wondering, she's been on before. Yeah, she's they, on, they know Reese. Yeah. So we're going on this mission trip in uh, in June. And we have two vans, and we have 17 people total, right? We have 13 youth going. Right. And so I said, well, we'll just split them into two groups, six and seven, call it good. And she went on this rabbit trail about making four groups. And it, what, what, I think what, where I'm hung up is when she said, yeah, we can split that group in half, and they can come back together. And, and, uh, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? How are they going to come back anywhere together? If there's, is one of them going to catch an Uber or what's going on here? I, I think she Jedi mind tricked you. I this is not did. the math you're looking for. Yeah. It, you, you my just go South math was terrible. Evidently. Well, you just had it one day. I, I had to learn that math <laughs> with her when she learned it. And I remember when she was learning long division uh-huh. or any type of uh-huh. multiplication or, or division, 
I'd be like, okay, so here's, here's, you know, we learned the algorithm. Yeah. You, 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 when you got leftovers, it's the R2 or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or you put a zero, you drop it down, put yeah. a decimal mm-hmm. point and, and off you go to the yep. races. Yep. They didn't learn that. That's weird. She learned boxes. You put groups in boxes. And so you gave her the perfect visual of moving boxes by which to put groups in. And she broke it up into multiple groups <laughs> mm-hmm. to then But there's only two boxes. boxes. I, I know. It doesn't make she sense to me either. She wanted four groups and two boxes. It's kind of like uh, all we can see are the four dimensions. She can see in the fifth dimension, <laughs> sixth dimension. It's it's a Jedi mind trick. This is not the math you're looking for. Oh, and man. Because that would happen to me constantly as she would come up with the same answer as me. And it would seem to, to me to take about 35 more steps mm-hmm. than just the simple a- algorithm. That's not that simple, but... Right. It's just, it's the way, it's the way she thinks and math. It's a different strategy. I, I think guess. they had to find a new way to do it though, because I remember like when I was growing up, it was always the like math teacher of you're not going to have a calculator with you at all times. Right. Well, and now you do. So they have to, they had to recomplicate <laughs> math. It's for kind, kids. You're right. It's kind of like cursive. Cursive yeah. is gone. Mm-hmm. Cause why? I mean, yep. why, why would you ever learn to write mm-hmm. in cursive? Um, so you, you can read the documents from way back. That's mm-hmm. why folks, that's why you need to learn cursive. Yep. Back when they wrote with the feather <laughs> <Yep>. pen. <laughs> Although I can read cursive, I can't read what those things say in the original language. Well, I can, it's I so can, hard. I can read it, but then it takes me a while because I'm like, what is that swirl? Oh, that's a Z. That's right. <laughs> yep. Okay. I, got I was reading some of Alexander Hamilton's um, letters at the library, the Fargo Public Library. They're on these. Oh. It's kind of this neat little kind of history of Alexander Hamilton. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still there, but it was like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read it. I, I I could not get through it. I'm like, I think that's a Q. Why does he have a seven? <laughs> well, for that, you that just, that's a Z. Japanese kanji. That's not even English. I don't know what he's writing over there. So. Well, at least for that, you can just cheat and just sing the songs in your head. <laughs> just turn on yep. the yep. The turn soundtrack. on the soundtrack and be like, I think that's what this is about. We're just gonna say that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it is. It is something else. And um, yeah, I am humbled by by teachers who who now teach all these different strategies mm-hmm. for math because back in my day there was only one way well, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing they learned it the same way we did they're not they, Dad you know yelling I mean? at you at the kitchen table <laughs> <laughs> what was so funny is when Addie, who's two years older than reese was learning the same type of equations i think it was when they started learning division <laughs> her teacher was like i'm supposed to teach all these strategies but I don't get them, so I'm just going to teach you the algorithm. <laughs> That's where I'd be at. Yep. Here's how it is, boys and girls. Line up the numbers. <laughs> Carry the one and go home. It's math. Why change yep. math? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Controversial. What really threw me, too, is when Reese is saying all this stuff and everyone else is trying to correct her, then all of a sudden, like, a light bulb goes off above Zach's head. Uh-huh. Throw out... Uh, uh, to- uh, uh, shout out to Zach H, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, maybe listens. Uh, all of a sudden, he's, he's like, oh, now I get what you're talking about. And yeah. I'm looking at him like, you do? What? Yeah, I'm like, how? <laughs> what? Yeah, my my head was, it hurt. So, And pretty soon you'll have a whole week of it when you go to <laughs> Minneapolis and Duluth. Do you got your uh, uh, your your... Car bops, all ready to go. Your your street tunes. Oh, they're all right up here in the old. Oh, you're holding yeah. them. Brian in basically the, is like that YouTube video where track. it's like ten hours of, it's just ten hours of, uh, church clap, and then it goes into the biscuit <laughs> song, and then it repeats. 
So the only two songs. Oh no, there's no, there's, oh, there's more. some new ones. Oh well, not new. Oh, they, they, well. there's just there's songs that that are always there. Just like, play church make clap on the loop the, over the, and over and over again. The, the, I always give them my my top my top ten. These are the top best. Can, you know the best songs of all time. The what, groove is in the heart. Is is up there. Oh, there we go. D light. Yeah. No bells are being. A lot of a lot of one lot of one hit wonders. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of one-hit wonders I just there. learned this weekend. Africa by Toto. Of course, oh, they like classic. that now. Now they yeah. like that for that's, whatever reason. That's back. Yeah. Yep. The 80s are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Convoy by C.W. McCall. <laughs> really? Oh, why not? <laughs> Give me a good reason why not, and I'll take it off the list. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just surprised. That's all. <laughs> you got to get some of the Smoking the Bandit songs then, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So... I, this weekend, I just learned the song "Your Love" by the Outfield. I just finally learned the name of it. I like I can think of the tune, uh-huh. but I never like I would never have picked that that was the title of that song. I only know one song from the Outfield, and I'm, I'll bet you it's that one. Yeah, I'll. What? So we don't get. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yep, yep. I know that one. Would never guess that was the title of it. Classic '80s tunes. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Throwbacks. One hit wonders. Yeah, so I oh I got I got uh, uh, just have to go through my my mental Rolodex. Ro- Rolodex, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. How about this one, kids? I was told by one student that I have a very obscure uh, musical taste. I have been putting together like um, <clears throat> I've been trying. I, I should be smart about this and just get the Shazam app. But when I was going to the Bison games this spring. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have the fall season, but I was able to go yep. in the spring, and it was it was fun. But you know, the Fargo Dome is it's still loud when it's less than half filled in there, mm-hmm. but it's nothing like what it is when it's right full house. I've left there after a football game, and my ears are ringing. Is that right? Oh yeah. Well, so in the games, I started listening to the songs. And I'm like, every time I heard one of the songs, I was recording it. So now I have a Spotify playlist. Mm. That's like my NDSU by. It's actually like my my workout playlist. It has uh, all the songs that I heard at the Bison football games. So I got some. I, I'm getting into um, dance techno. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, did they play uh, uh, "Jump Around" by the House of Pain? I don't. Yeah, I think they did yeah. play "Jump Around." I have to need, add that to my playlist because I don't have it on there. You right don't now. need the Shazam app. If you have an iPhone, you can just go, "Hey Siri, what song is this?" and then hold it up. Yep. I did that in the grocery store the other day because it was playing true. a song that I like. I remember this song, but I couldn't think of it. Yeah. So I was standing in Hornbachers with my phone. Just, well, thank you. Yeah. Here I had yeah. I had the technology oh, all no, along, and I'm doing it old school, yeah. typing it into my notes. Like, mm. okay, this song right here. Yeah, you don't need to do that. <laughs> I don't have an iPhone, but I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so I have this mix that's that, and then the Beastie Boys mm-hmm. and a yeah. couple of other, uh, got, you know, Eye of the Tiger's got to be on there. Yeah. Classic. And uh, a couple other things for yeah. when I do my, my my karate workouts. Maybe so, one so. day I should write down my entire list. I don't know what anybody would do with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we when could, the steel trap stops being steel, <laughs> yeah. then maybe you should write it down. <laughs> that way you can go back. Like, yep. oh, I do like that song. Yep. Just so everyone can see just how crazy you are by the choices that you make. <laughs> you know, it, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea because there are times when I'm like, oh, play this one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Singing it in my head. Nope, 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 nope. Never mind. We won't play that one. <laughs> That's happened before. We almost need I'm to. I'm sure they go home then and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Atonement Fargo Spotify, so we almost just should probably create a playlist on ah. that of like Ryan's Road trip song. Yeah. Hey. That would be fantastic. 
the the yeah the the mission trip 2021 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that go. sounds good to me hits for the road yep my daughter calls them um car bops oh. car bops yep well she'll have a whole new set when she comes back <laughs> you'll be like i haven't heard that song since i was like 14 since i was dylan's age or your <laughs> age. nice oh yep it's always controversial but not as controversial How's that for a yeah, segue? That is a great. Yeah. That is a great segue. In fact, that deserves. Uh... Oh wait, no, that's oh. the wrong one. <laughs> How about this one? There you go. That's a good segue. There yeah, you are. Not, not as controversial. Not as controversial as this list of the most controversial Bible verses. You know what? It's. Um, I want to. I want to put a disclaimer out here because I was talking to Becky about this, mm-hmm. and she is absolutely right. Um. We're going to be having someone uh, on the podcast tomorrow. I'm not going to give any spoilers yet, but we're going to be having someone on the podcast soon that is going to share us the share with us the living gospel. Mm-hmm. And when you dig into these texts out of context mm-hmm. or try to place specifically uh, uh, modern cultural worldviews onto these texts mm-hmm. as if they're meant for uh, us in the 21st century specifically. Mm-hmm. It's just a distraction. Yeah. It's a distraction to what really matters. So I, I want to keep, I just want to put that out as a disclaimer beforehand mm-hmm. that keep the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. which is the gospel working in your life, um, breaking in on people's lives, changing lives, uh, creating faith and and restoring a relationship with God. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. How we work through these texts um, is kind of a, a fun little exercise in speculation. Right. So. Yep. There we go. Okay. So I've got my disclaimer out there. <laughs> if anything I say bothers someone today. Okay. Are we ready? <clears throat> Let's go. What is it? It's from the book of Leviticus. Ah, Leviticus, yeah. the book that always has controversial stuff. <laughs> we should have just loaded up that sound from Parks and Rec where it's like, are you doing this right to jail? Are you doing this right to jail? <laughs> and I, I should say that this, uh, this list comes from uh, Ranker.com, and I will put the link in the description again this week so you can find that. All right. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. Would you like to read it? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'll read it. Or I can read it. Um, doesn't matter. I should have had it ready on my, <laughs> on my NIV. Do you have it ready on your, or not NIV, I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just on my ESV. torpedoed the whole thing right there. <laughs> my ESV. He's so funny about that. Uh, a, a little, little secret just between us. Don't tell Paul this. Uh-huh. I actually prefer the NIV for the Old Testament. Really? Yeah. Just easier I, I've really come to love the ESV, but the NIV was what I was trained in. So, oh, so gotcha. the Hebrew, when I was learning Hebrew, the translations were always being compared to the NIV. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that's just kind of, it's, it, I, I was trained in it. So gotcha. it's kind of like, you know, people who have a, a, a deep love for like, um, Linux mm-hmm. or, or windows 95. Oh, cause yeah. they first learned how to yeah. use a computer on those, yep. those operating systems. That's kind of how I feel about the NIV. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. But the ESV, the ESV is the version that Jesus used. Yes. So that's, that's when he what, was in America, yeah. <laughs> the English, yep. The, the English, English standard. standard when he was in great Britain. Yep. All right. It says, All right. 
If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yep. Have a gonna... good day. Yep. Riveting. See you. Bye. So what, what, what do you, let, let's point out a couple of things. So what is controversial about this text? Cool. One, we're going to be killing people. Right. For why? Why are they going to be killed? Same sex relations. Same sex relations. Yeah. Yes. And so it's controversial because of the killing or because of the prohibition of the behavior I or w- both in 21st century I would I would America. say both. I would say that it it has to do with cultural norms. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think if um if if there was an internet 50 years ago or even I'd I'd go so far as even like 30 years ago that had this lifted up there. Um, how many people would think that it's controversial? Probably not. Not as many. Not nearly as many. And mm-hmm. part of that is because of, of the changing expectations of our culture in the United States. Mm-hmm. In other parts of the world, this is still not an issue, period. Right. But in the United States, it is. And because the culture has shifted to being um, affirming of... Um, relationships outside of marriage between one man and one woman as normative, mm-hmm. right? So the fact of the matter is that is a fairly new concept um, in the world. It's not, it's, it's not even a hundred years old to think that, that um, uh, physical relationships mm-hmm. are normative and even uh, meant to be affirming outside of one man and one woman in marriage. And so what we're doing by looking at this text is we're kind of going back to the starting point that got us to where we are today. Because if you think about the things that we take for granted today and we look at, at the scripture and we think, boy, that's that's really strange or odd. Well, we wouldn't be here today if it didn't start with what the Bible was pointing to mm-hmm. or moving to. Okay. So let's go back. And, and the first thing I want to say about the Leviticus text that we're talking about right here is that it's called the, it's called the holiness code in Leviticus. It goes back to 1446 BC. So these are, um, the, what's called the, um, um, the laws of ancient Israel. This is these are laws that that are in place for the people from the point that they become a nation when God delivers them out of Egypt and tells them how to relate to God but how to relate to each other as a nation. So it's mm-hmm. it's their national laws uh, that is not in a democracy, it's in a theocracy. And each of these sections speak about how uh, God wants the people to relate to him and to be holy and set apart from the rest of the world. So Israel has different laws than what may seem normal to other people because God is setting them apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you read 20 verse 13, mm-hmm. you can't read it out of context as if it's talking about um, how we understand 
homosexuality or heterosexuality in the 21st century, partly because those terms didn't exist until the 19th century. In fact, I, I actually find them a little um, less than helpful because all people are created in God's image. We don't have like two separate categories of people based on their, their uh, sexual impulses. People are people. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible doesn't speak about those terms. It doesn't use those terms. Rather, it speaks about behaviors that are considered um, contrary to God's intentions for life. And this one is in the entire section. It, it actually, 18, 19, and 20 deal with questions of um, the laws of sexual immorality. And if you go back to chapter 18, that's where it actually originally mentions this verse as one among many behaviors that are um, forbidden according to um, according to the laws, the, the Mosaic law, the law that God gives to Israel to be set apart as his holy people. Mm -hmm. Well, the, in chapter 18, it explains why God gives these statutes. So I'm going to read that first. Go back to 18 verse 1. Just to get a, just to get the context, right? Got to look at the context. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt where you lived, and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan to which I am bringing you. You shall not walk in their statutes. You shall follow my rules and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. Okay? Mm-hmm. What's going to come next is a, a um, bounding of the biblical sexual uh, expression that is protected by marriage and is defined as one woman and one man um, for life. Yep. As the norm for, for sexual expression. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go to 20, um, where we were before, and I want to read through this section on, on uh, uh, chapter 20, because the chapter deals with two things. It, do, it deals with idolatry, but also God's expected norm for the um, protection of the, the basic building block of any society. Um, when the Bible speaks about certain institutions that are created by God, they're created for a purpose, to protect and nurture life. Mm -hmm. The basic building block of any civilization is the family, the family unit. And so what is being laid out is God's expectation to restrain sin, restrain evil, and actually to um, protect life. That's mm -hmm. the entire purpose of this. Um, and so in chapter 20, it first talks about punishment for child sacrifice before talking about punishment for sexual immorality. And it has to do with, with killing kids, basically, to get the benefits of like the Canaanite, Canaanite god um, Molech and, and these false idols that demanded like child sacrifice. And also um, the cultures around the Middle East, um, one of the big ones being Assyria, had 
standards for sex that was not limited to one man and one woman in marriage and actually practiced as uh, a magical rite, but also um, seemed to be okay uh, as long uh, with homosexual behavior as long as the um, two men that engage in it, they never mention women. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two men engaged in it were not of the same social status. So, but it, there's other places in the Assyrian writings where it talks about um, uh, homosexual love and eroticism, like the, the Gilgamesh epic is the great writing of, of Mesopotamia, and that speaks to the Assyrians. Now, who are the Assyrians? You guys remember the Assyrians? Did you ever watch um, VeggieTales Jonah and uh, the VeggieTales movie Jonah? Mm-hmm. Well, the Ninevites would hit everyone in the face with fish. <laughs> yeah. That's the Assyrians. That's the group. Okay. That's their capital was Nineveh. And in Jonah, we hear about um, uh, the behavior of the Ninevites being abominable or detestable. Well, it was tied into all of this stuff. Plus, they were an ancient enemy of Israel. They destroyed the northern uh, uh, kingdom of Israel after Israel and and Judah separated in 922 BC. 200 years later, Assyria destroys Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it, that's, that's a bit of the context of where Israel is entering in. The, the practices of sexual expression in Canaan, as well as Egypt and in Mesopotamia and Assyria, was much more libertine mm-hmm. than going back to the original intention of sexual expression in the Garden of Eden was between the man and the woman as equals. Mm-hmm in order to create and sustain and protect life. God Mm -hmm. gives them the command, be fruitful and multiply. So it's not as if sex is something that's foreboden. It's, it's something that's good and is blessed by God, but God puts boundaries around it in order to protect, sustain and nurture life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. So right next to, um, even trying to find the right words, homosexual expression between men. It doesn't mention women here. It's between men. We have other forms of immorality, and it's tied into two things. God um, forbids sexual expression with anyone that is too close to your own flesh for life and with anything that is too far removed from your flesh for life. Okay? So listen to these things. If a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and adulteress shall surely be put to death. Okay? There's there's a lot of death threats going on here. Mm-hmm. If a man lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. So what is that speaking of? The first one is adultery. The second one is what we would call incest. Uh, If a man lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood is upon them. Again, incest. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. This is the verse we just read. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. That's someone whose physicality is too close to your own flesh in order to um, create life. There's a a complementarity of opposites, which is the normal... uh, the normative sexual expression according to the biblical sexual ethic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
if a man takes a woman and her mother, also it is depravity. He and they shall be burned with fire, that there may be no depravity among them. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty harsh, but, you know, again, it's incest. Um, if a man lies with an animal, he shall surely be put to death, and you shall kill the animal. There you have the example of the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, kill the man and the animal. Um, if a woman approaches an animal and lies with it, you shall kill the woman and the animal. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. So that's the the case of a woman also engaging mm-hmm. in that type of behavior. And it goes on. Uh, if a man takes his sister, da, 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 all the way down, um, speaking about limiting sexual expression between one man and one woman in marriage. That's what the law is doing. Yep. And all of these are responding to yeah, buts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Um, okay, well, what if, what if I'm not attracted to a woman? Yeah, but. What if I'm attracted to men? Yeah, but. Nope. Um, okay, well, what what if I'm uh, I'm in love with my sister? Nope. Mm-hmm. What if I'm in love? Do you see what it's doing? Yes. It's, it's hemming in the, ex, the ex, expectation that to be a holy people, these are contrary to God's intentions for creation. Mm-hmm. Um, what is also appalling, though, is the penalty for such things. Mm-hmm. Death, 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 death. Um, it speaks to the expectation of holiness and that if sin begins in one family unit, it'll destroy that family unit and spread to the entire community. And the the righteousness of Israel was not individual so much as it was communal. Mm-hmm. And so they had all kinds of laws about uncleanness and having to go outside of the city and so on and so forth. It was an expectation for them to be holy as God is holy. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the reason. I mean, yeah. that's that's what it is, it, it, it is expressing. Yep. The next question then to ask is, well, is this a, a word for them or is it a word for me? It's mm-hmm. the word of God, but was it a word of God for a specific time and place or is it a word for me? Right. Again, Be- I, because we touched on that last week with uh-huh. the things that you can eat mm-hmm. or yep. should not eat. I'm not going to pick on shellfish again because Sarah has given me the business. Well, we can, we can go down that road too. But so again, I'm going to go over these, these five principles. I'm just going to keep repeating them over and over Mm -hmm. again. These five tools in your toolkit to understand what the Bible is saying and understand what God is saying to you Mm -hmm. personally. Yep. Um, The first one is to remember all of scripture, even the stuff that is controversial or offensive is pointing. The narrative is pointing and proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay. That's key. Mm -hmm. So what points to Christ? And when looking at this text, what does point to Christ? Well, I think you get then to um, the next point, which is um, Scripture proclaims law and gospel. When you hear something that offends you or that convicts you, that calls you out on your stuff, whatever your stuff may be, and we all got stuff, it's meant to hem you in and point you to trusting in Jesus. Because mm-hmm. that's what the law does. It doesn't give you any wiggle room. It doesn't let you out. Um, it, it, it boxes you in mm-hmm. so that you basically throw your hands up and say, I got nowhere to go. God, God save me. Yep. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to shine a light on an organization that's been a staple in the Fargo Moorhead community for over 30 years. Churches United. Through the generosity of volunteers and donors, Churches United is able to provide shelter, stable housing, nutritious food, and a path toward healing for those who are hungry and homeless in the FM area. 
Churches United began as a single location and through the generosity and help of people like you has grown and expanded into one permanent housing location, two shelters, and two food pantries. And between those five sites, Churches United can support over 425 individuals per day. To learn more about how you can support our neighbors in need, visit www.churchesunited.org. That's www.churchesunited.org. Now, back to the show. That's the point of the law. That's what it does. It limits sin. It limits behavior that is contrary to God's intentions for life, but it also reveals that we need a Savior because we are sinners. Mm-hmm. Now, you can look at this and think, man, that's really that's really offensive. Jesus ups the bar, mm-hmm. and that's where we get into um, uh, the next principle. I'll just skip right to it. It's um, scriptura sacra sui ipsius interpretus. Scripture interprets itself. So when we have these things in the Old Testament— are there things in the New Testament that make sense of it to let us know whether this is what God expects of us or not what God expects of us? And Jesus ups the bar when talking about sexual expression. Mm-hmm. The, the positive is always God blesses sexual expression between one man and one woman within the protection of the institution of marriage for life in order to protect, nurture, sustain life. That's always the positive. Outside of that, it becomes, by Jesus speaking, all of it is it falls under the category of sin. Mm-hmm. All of it. Which is, um, sin is not trusting God to be God. In other words, not keeping God's word when he speaks it to me. Mm-hmm. So what does Jesus say? He says, um, you have heard you should not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look at a woman... And you could, you could infer, or a man, with lust, um, you are guilty mm-hmm. of violating that. Well, anyone who's like, well, they do this, so I'm better than they are. Um, I'm sorry, Jesus doesn't give you that option. He mm-hmm. kind of wraps you up in it too. Mm-hmm. And so, so that then becomes uh, a, a question of, of um, where can I go? Well, the law is hemming you in. Mm-hmm. It's hemming everybody in and allowing only for this expression of, of, of sexuality to be protected by God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not so much an allowance as it's a protection of it because, look, it, it, we are all sexual beings and uh, sex is a very powerful driver in, in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can become destructive very easy especially when, when you're talking about relationships with others and so on. Um, so that's what I mean by Scriptura Sacra Sui Ipsis Interpris. Rather than lifting the admonition against certain sexual behaviors, Jesus makes it even more difficult. And it's not just the action, it's the inner desires that we have. Mm-hmm. So that what do we do? The law works on us so that we say, Lord, forgive me a sinner. And this is this is kind of the struggle of the Christian life of resisting our, our sinful temptations mm-hmm. that we're inevitably never going to be perfect in doing, but relying on God's grace. Mm-hmm. They they go together. It's the, the Christian life is a life of daily repentance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
the fourth one that I usually mention is the third one is that scripture has a plain sense. So when reading this, it's, it's difficult, I think, to try to find loopholes in what Leviticus is saying here. Um, for the time, this was the law of the land, and it was, it was more strict than other nations around them, mm-hmm. which spoke to their holiness and separation from the rest of the world in all matters. It wasn't just this. It was food things. But is this, has this law come to an end? Well, yes. Our holiness is not based on keeping the law. Mm-hmm. The holiness code came to an end in 587 BC. I mentioned that before. Yep. Historically, it did. And scripture itself, the narrative makes that clear. So then the question becomes, all right, well, the Ten Commandments are still expected. All the yabuts have been overturned. Has there been an allowance for um, uh, sex outside of marriage between one man and one woman? Mm-hmm. Um, just like there's an allowance for food that wasn't kosher, right? right? How yep. did that change? Yeah. Well, Scripture interprets itself. Jesus says, um, you know, it's not what goes out of your stomach, in your mouth and, and out of your body that makes you clean or unclean, but what comes out of your heart. In other words, speaking about like your desires and mm-hmm. and your intentions and so on. Shows that we're sinners. Um, and the scripture says, thus he made eating all foods clean. And then we hear in Acts about uh, Peter having a vision from Jesus and Jesus saying, what I have made clean, don't call unclean. Right. Thus, you can eat your bacon and not feel guilty mm. about it. Yeah. <laughs> As if you're less holy in some way. Um, although if you eat turkey bacon, you really should feel like you're <laughs> less holy. <laughs> Think about the cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, the, the, that's the toolbox of, of Scripture interpreting self, uh, itself and us. Mm-hmm. The fifth point and I don't know if I've explained this very well before, but it, it has to do with trusting the authority of Scripture that the Holy Spirit is not going to act contrary to the witness of Scripture. In other words, we should be mindful that if Scripture forbids something in its narrative, in the entire narrative, or commands something, um, it's it's adiaphora. Uh, unless Scripture has forbidden something or command something, it is adiaphora. Adiaphora means it's not necessary or it doesn't matter. Such as um, there's nothing in the scriptures, as I mentioned before, about driving a car. You can look through the entire narrative of it. It is neither commanded to drive a car nor forbidden to drive a car. I think you said last time, except for a Prius or a something. Prius, yeah. yeah. It is neither commanded nor forbidden to drive a car. Therefore, it's adiaphora. It, it isn't necessary. It's not um, uh, God, God's intention is not for this to happen or not to happen, mm-hmm. right? Right. Is that the case with same-sex behavior? Well, when you look at the entire biblical narrative, there are few things um, that you could look at and say, well, okay, well, here's all the scriptures that are, that are against it. Here are all that are for it. In, in this case, it's not just... Um, you can make an argument that there are case, there are scripture that is for polygamy mm-hmm. and there is scripture that's against polygamy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to weigh those two things. Again, we're not talking about, as I mentioned before, the perspicuity of scripture as if you weigh the two and say, well, there's more verses for this than that one. I'm talking about the narrative as a whole. There is 
no verses that lift up positively um, what is admonished in Leviticus 20. Nowhere does it does it uplift two men sleeping together or even two women sleeping together. Mm-hmm. What changes between the Old Testament and the New Testament is not the warning that that marriage is ex- is expected to be the protectorate over sexual expression between co- the complementarity of opposites men and women mm-hmm. what nature basically shows this is this is you know a common sense thing if you start with no laws no science no nothing and just nature as it is well life happens when male and female interact within animals right and people mm-hmm. right and so that's that's the consistent basis through the whole thing. But what does change is the penalty. Um, the penalty is removed. Mm-hmm. That death is the answer. Well, what what then? How are we to understand um, sexual expression outside of marriage between one man and one woman? Okay. Mm-hmm. Turn with me to Romans. That's the best best place to go for Christians because it's kind of the most definitive text in talking about um, about this issue. Okay, we're, we're heading to Romans. I completely forgot where Romans is. Let's see, it's after Acts, right? It's in the New Testament. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, that narrows it down. <laughs> I want you to go to Romans chapter 1, verse 24. So Paul is making an argument here, and um, the argument can be read in a positive light depending on who's reading. He has something going on in the Roman church where there seems to be disagreements happening between the Jewish Christian group and the Gentile Christian group there. Okay. Okay. And so he begins talking about kind of the history of humanity and how um, outside of Israel— Everybody had turned away from God, every culture, everywhere. And this is what he says. He says, therefore, in verse 24, God gave them up in the lust of their hearers, hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the cre- uh, creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. What's interesting about this verse is that it's not just talking about like, um, just the physical act of sex, but it's talking about the motivation as well, the mm-hmm. desire in the heart. Yep which can speak to, you know, a, a loving, caring relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's the only place where um, uh, lesbianism or, or relations between women to women is, is mentioned mm-hmm. in that same kind of, kind of category, same, same connection. Yep. Um, and Paul says it's because all the other cult- cultures, and he's, he's thinking backward toward like Noah and the flood. Mm -hmm. and then moving forward from there. But all other cultures refused to worship God, but worship the creation. So he's Mm -hmm. he's pointing to original sin Mm -hmm. of wanting to be our own gods, which is a great way to speak about all sin. Mm -hmm. 
And he's just in, he's including this in it because it was something that would have been obvious to the public, primarily the Roman readers who did not like, um, they didn't they didn't ban it completely, but it was shunned um, homosexual behavior because they saw it as the downfall of the Greek civilization was because of the practice of of same sex behavior. Mm-hmm. Again, I I, I got to apologize if I accidentally say homosexual because I have a problem with that. That speaks more toward orientation, not to the physical act. And they're they're separate things. Yeah. Okay. Um. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, this is what I wanted to share. Okay. So so people reading this would be like, aha, yeah. See, I get I get that. Uh, anyone who's who, uh, uh, I I I can see that 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 would happen because he's making an argument to people about Christianity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the Romans would be like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's right. Those people who do those things are bad. Yep. Um, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind uh, to do what ought not to be done. And the Jews would have been like, yeah, it's against the, the holiness code. Or mm-hmm. you know. Now it goes on. It says, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. He's now going to set a trap that hopefully catches all of us in it. These people that we're speaking about that do these things, well, guess what? They're not those people. They're us. Mm-hmm. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient parents, foolish, faithless, heartless. Ruthless. Though they know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Mm. He's not just talking about sexual expression outside of marriage between one man and one woman. Is it silly that I keep having to, to say it that way? I mean, this issue is is something that it's so jam-packed with so much emotion. Mm-hmm. And... I'm trying to make as clear as possible the Christian perspective mm-hmm. that is historic and longstanding yep. and is the standing position of pretty much all of Christianity, mm-hmm. even though the culture has changed and become more affirming in the United States. Right. That how are we to understand um, homosexual sexual expression? Well, it's no worse it's no greater, it's no lesser of a sin than everything that I just read here. And I don't know about you, but when I read this and I see they are full of envy, I've been full of envy. I've coveted. Heck, our entire our entire uh, society, our economy runs on covetousness. I actually cut that page out of mine. Did you? Yeah. You got rid of it because it just yeah. didn't speak? <laughs> you didn't like what it had to say? <laughs> yeah, they're full of envy, murder. I mean... Jesus says, if you have anger in your heart, you're guilty of murder. Mm -hmm. Strife. I don't even know what strife is. Does that mean I'm just like mad at life? Is that what strife is? I don't know. Let me look. I'll look it up. Okay. Deceit. Um, Gosh, I lie to myself Mm. every time I look in the mirror. Oh, boy. It's not Put that page back in, Ryan. No, I'm no. No, I may may make sure that I can't even tape it back in. (laughs) Anger or bitter disagreement over fundamental issues. Conflict. Conflict. Almost controversial. Mm -hmm. Maliciousness. 
they are gossips. You know, I hard for me to admit it, but I kind of like checking out the National Enquirer. <laughs> what about Weekly World News? Well, idiot, you know it. Uh, I saw. I think I thought I saw Bat Boy the other day. By the way, <laughs> TMZ. You know, mm-hmm. um, we like what. What is social media except gossiping about other people? Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah. that's the best part, right? Yeah. Um, slanderers, haters of God. You know, it, it's hard to to admit this, but. When you confess that you're a sinner, what you're con- confessing is that you don't trust God to be God. Mm-hmm. And when God makes a decision you don't like, you hate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, insolent, haughty, boastful, and all of this condemns everybody. So much so that Paul in <laughs> chapter 2 says, Therefore you have no excuse, O man. Basically condemning everybody. Now what does he not do? He doesn't lift the prohibition against sex outside of marriage between one man and one woman. He holds that as well within the confines of sinful behavior. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means it's no greater or lesser than any other sin, but it is sin. But it's not just homosexual sexual expression. It's heterosexual sexual expression outside of marriage between one man and one woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And what are we supposed to do with that? Well, we're supposed to turn to God. Right. And trust him and, and seek that he has plans for our lives. And I think that one thing that we have failed to do in the 21st century as we've sought to become more liberal in our freedoms in, in day-to-day life, and don't get me wrong, this is not an issue about marriage as far as a... a um, government context is concerned. The government can decide who to marry and who not to marry. Personally, I think the government should be out of marriage entirely and leave it up to individuals. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is what is the expression, What what is Christianity's message? And if we're truthful, it's not hate. Yeah. And it's not shunning uh, those who, who struggle with sexual desires of any form. Mm-hmm but rather it's loving them and saying, hey, we're all in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Come, you know, come, come on. We'll help you carry your cross. Mm-hmm. We, we got our own crosses to carry too. It may not be the same as yours. My burden may not be the same as your burden, but it's all part of the same thing. It's all part of the, it's, it's an imprint of original sin on, on the person who's made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And my issue specifically with... Um, like I said, I'm I'm fairly libertarian. So what what states and governments want to do, more power to you. What people do in the privacy of their own home is none of my business. I've been called to love my neighbor, and loving my neighbor does not mean tolerance. Tolerance is something else. Mm-hmm. Tolerance is say, saying I'm going to choose not to hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> loving says I'm going to choose to help you to to your burdens become my burdens. And mm-hmm. what is what is our sinful struggles? Nothing more than it is our burdens. Mm-hmm. It's our suffering. Right. Um, and for the Christian, when you're reading the Bible and you find something that is offensive to you because it calls you out on your stuff, calls you out on your burdens, mm-hmm. the answer is not to say, well, that's from a bygone era. That, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. Because what you end up doing then is you're, you're throwing away that fifth tool in your toolbox that 
the Holy Spirit is not going to speak contrary to Scripture. And what you're really doing is saying the Bible is irrelevant mm-hmm. for my day-to-day life. Because if it's wrong about this, what else is it wrong about? Right. I mean, that's... Or what will it be wrong about? That's when, the speculation yeah. that the devil puts in. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you... You can't then say, well, the Bible said you, you eat shellfish, and it was wrong about that. No, it wasn't wrong about that. It said, don't eat shellfish in 1446 BC. In 30 AD, Jesus said, have at it. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why should I not eat shellfish? For the same reason that, you know, Scripture proclaims Christ. If what I am doing hinders my neighbor from hearing the gospel, then I should limit myself Right, mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind of the, the 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 Christian ethos that I will limit myself for the sake of the gospel for my neighbor. Right. When we begin saying to other people, "Well, you should be like this," yeah. Well, that's shoulda, woulda, coulda is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, it's it's much easier to limit yourself than dictate what other people are going to do. Well, and we're expected to limit ourselves mm-hmm. and trust that the Holy Spirit is working on other people. And right. and my feeling is that the Word of God can transform people from whatever their struggles may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so no Christians, Christians should not be in the business of condemning others who are struggling with sexual temptation with any type of temptation, but mm-hmm. we are to love on our neighbor, which means I'm going to help you carry your burden. Right. But it's still a burden. Yeah. It Accepting does not mean affirming um, because that's not compassionate. That's actually cruel mm-hmm. to say to someone, well, what you're struggling with, you don't need to struggle with that anymore because, you know, love is love. But when you say love is love, you're really saying, I want love to be tolerance. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and do whatever you want. When you read about Jesus, going back to that Leviticus text, I just found this interesting. Um, and there's something to be said about getting down to the nitty gritty. There's a song on the radio that I think is great. Um, by the nitty gritty dirt band? By the nitty gritty dirt band. By, um, um, oh, what's his last name? He's a Christian singer. I think his last name is... Goki. Oh, Danny Goki. The reason I like it is because it's kind of, it, it's what we seek to be here at Atonement, which is we're, we're people that are about loving God and loving people. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you go back to Leviticus 20, right? The Holiness Code is this whole chunk. And the part that speaks about these issues, about sexual expression, is chapters 18 through 20. And what do you find when you look in chapter 19, in between God saying, uh, limiting sexual expression, which is in chapter 18, there's this thing that happens in chapter 19 where God says the reason why these these sexual expressions are being limited to one man and one woman in marriage is because I'm holy and so that you would love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Which when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandments? He said, the greatest commandment and first commandment is, it's the first commandment, I'm the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods. You are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it says in strength. But then he says, and there's another one like it, and it's right here in chapter 19 before you hear the penalties, the death penalties laid on on these actions of sexual immorality. 
It says in verse 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor. In other words, you will call them out on their stuff. That's actually a loving thing to do. Lest you incur sin because of them by not warning them. That's Mm -hmm. what it's saying. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people. And then this is the verse that Jesus says, it's just like the first one. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. Love is not indifference to your neighbor's suffering. It's not affirmation of your neighbor's suffering. Mm -hmm. It's doing the difficult work of actually going and saying, hey, I love you and I'll help you carry this. And I know what a burden you have. Mm -hmm. It's not validating it, but it is acknowledging it and acknowledging the person is made in the image of God and loving and caring for them. Too long, Christianity has not been hospitable to um, two groups of people. Um, what's what's been become known as the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. but also honoring and validating singleness. Yeah. And not just Christianity, but our culture as a whole has mm-hmm. not done a good job about honoring singleness mm-hmm. and the vocation that that is as well. Um, and putting these things into God's hands. Mm-hmm. Rather than than being like, well, you know, you're you're nobody uh, uh, until you got somebody, right? And uh, the whole point of life is to be sat, have your your desires satisfied. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not truly you unless you do. Um, that's a really modern concept. That's a that's a modern way of looking at life, and it doesn't honor singleness. And it doesn't, for the Christian, it, it, the big rebuke is is we need to love our neighbor mm-hmm. in the midst of their struggles. Yeah. Any any questions? Does, that, ha- does that make sense? I mean, yep. I think mm-hmm. people make it way bigger of an issue mm-hmm. than it is mm-hmm. when really the, the main focus, love God, love people, yeah. trust the Lord to guide you in that. But love is not hands off, I'm just going to ignore... Right. Oh, I, you, you know, my, I love you, so I'm not going to push you into a into a puddle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. it, I I guess I want to go back. The reason that this this verse that we've been talking about is controversial, and you've been talking about, you know, I'll I'll he- I'll help I'll help you uh, carry your cross. It's not controversial because it's not felt that way. So how do you deal with that when it's not, you know what I mean? Are you getting where I'm going? If it's not um, seen as an issue, then there's not a cross to carry. Right. Um, I am of the opinion that the word of God makes it an issue. That's where the offense comes in. Right. Yep. Uh, And so if God says something you don't like, you can either ignore it, mm-hmm. um, and what will happen is that you will move further and further away from saving grace. Mm-hmm. And that's 
heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, or it's going to be offensive until you come to terms with it and hold on to faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And when we hold on to faith in Christ, we spend our entire lives getting used to the fact that we have a savior and that we are being conformed into his image. And this isn't, this isn't like, you know, a step-by-step process by which you go from being homosexual to heterosexual. Like I said, I don't even like those terms. Right. Because they are, they're a modern concept made up in the late 19th century that rede- basically puts people in two categories of, of existence that are not the end-all, be-all. Your sexuality is not who you are. It's a mm. part of who you are, and your orientation may be one way or another. It's not even so much genetic as it's a biological predisposition. Mm-hmm. Um. And just like any other biological predisposition, when you begin with faith in God, your your wants, needs, and desires become conformed to that as that becomes your self-identity more than these other things. Right. Ultimately, being hung up on any of this stuff is idolatry. Because you're not saved for being straight and right. you're not saved or, and you're not damned for being gay. Mm-hmm. And yet... We're not going to overturn the word of God to acquiesce to culture's demands. Mm-hmm. Because what, what the underlying cultural move is, is to say, I want God out of my life because then I can be my own God. Mm-hmm. So what is the answer? Um, the answer is to love people right where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but loving people right where they're at means we give them the truth. We preach law and gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole truth. And watch the Holy Spirit work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it, yep. it, it's. I am not of the mind that it's it's meet right and salutary for Christians to get up in arms and begin marching on cities and city halls and inflaming and yes, right. Because mm-hmm. look, what are are you surprised that the culture around does not want to follow a Christian worldview? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the reality that we live in, folks. Right. But we love people. Mm-hmm. And as we love people, we watch the Holy Spirit change people. And I have seen people with my own eyes that at one point in their lives felt that that they were adamantly gay, adamantly um, uh, attracted to the same sex. Mm-hmm. And yet we're... we're faithful to the word of God and found as they read the word of God convicted by this, who moved along that spectrum. It didn't happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but who moved to wanting to have a family with um, uh, being married to someone of the opposite sex, raising a family. It's, it's not as if a person is locked into this is the way you are. We're, we're much more fluid than we think we are. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're much more susceptible to um, suggestion than we would like to believe. Yeah. And what the culture says is good and right and true may not be the case. And so for Christians, it's always going back to what is our primary focus? If my primary focus is Jesus, well, relationships with people that may act or engage in behavior that God says this isn't good for you is always going to be messy. 
Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change that you still love the people in your life. If you got a family member that identifies as they're they're they're, they're gay mm-hmm. and they believe that's how God made them. Yep. I hope you don't stop loving them. No. <laughs> right. I hope you don't kick them out of your life. Yeah. But be the witness of what you believe. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean condemning people. It just means look, this is this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. This is where you're at. Right. This is a small part of our relationship. Exactly. Otherwise, every time I see you, Ryan, I'd have to be like, you know, I'm really appalled and offend, offended by uh, uh, by your laziness. Uh, you know. You're blistering. Yeah. Uh, this is, I think this is two weeks in a row now. <laughs> That's why I brought this whole pot of coffee in here was because of the last episode and what you had to say. Or any of these other ones, like your, your insolence or your strife. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really appalled by your strife. Well, wh- you know what all this is? It's the devil wanting to tear people apart. Because mm-hmm. the devil loves it. If we get wrapped up in, in these minor things and miss the gospel piece, that's, that's my, my addendum at the beginning. Focus on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Don't get wrapped up in this. But hear it for what it is. And hopefully when you read scripture, you're hearing it on your own heart first rather than like, yeah, those people over there. Because yeah. if you listen to, 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 to Paul real closely here, you didn't get out of this trap. Right. If you're like, yeah, gay people, so bad, I'm sorry. He just named you too because you're mm. in these things as well. Right. With Even if it's strife. just once. <laughs> you, you ever disobeyed your mom and dad? Guess what? You're guilty. Mm-hmm. And what is the proper response? To turn to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Love God, love people. It's really that simple. It's Sounds really good that to simple. me. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot easier too. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's a lot less... Uh, this issue, and for the most part, I think we've, we're not in the heat of it like we were maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. has moved on for the most part in our society. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that, that culture is constantly shifting away. It just means that Christians need to be a witness the way that we were intended to be, Mm -hmm. which is not with a heavy fist, but with a loving heart and by caring for people around us. I mean, that's, that's, that's how you do it. You just love people where they're at. And don't make thing something bigger than it is. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good enough? Good enough. Yep. Good All answers. Right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. And Lord, we thank you for making it simple for us that all we have to do is love you and love people. And we ask that you help us in the latter because sometimes that seems to be where we get strung out or lost. And Lord, that you just help us look into our hearts first before looking towards others' faults and just let us all know that we are sinners, but at the end of the day, you love sinners, and we thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 I do have one thing to say real quick. You need to get. You need to convince Haley to come back in here because she's got a rebuttal for uh, the uh, the devil went down to Georgia. Oh, a rebuttal? Yeah. Hey, because is that on the playlist the, for the? Uh, well, it, it depends which version of it. You got to okay. clean it up. Yeah, okay, you got to okay. clean it up. She's got a rebuttal because we all agreed that, uh, remember, we asked if it's a sin to think that it's the uh, the devil's peace is better. And she mm-hmm. said the devil's peace is not better. Correct. That, it, that's just a fact. 
a fact. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he didn't win the thing. Well, not only that, but, you know, I've always thought, and we should pick this up later, but I've always thought, hey, you know, the the, the devil's piece does, it is cooler. You're, I like you're more it of a rocker, though, than a, than a country western type. Well, what Haley's argument is, is that, yes, it sounds cooler, but those are all different instruments. Those aren't fiddles in there. Oh, the, the actual fiddle playing mm -hmm. is much better by Johnny than by the devil. Yeah. Good answer, Haley. Yeah. So are you telling me, are you speaking um, um, on Haley's behalf right now? Or are well, you telling me that I directly in. have yeah. to get Haley you to You should bring in? her in. Yeah, yeah we okay. should just get the... Yep. the you think I have that, that kind of sway? That you have of, more uh, sway than I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us. If you're looking for a place, remember that we are online Sunday mornings live at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Actually, a little before that. Mm -hmm. Because Just we've 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 brought in a pre-show, yes, a pre-show that you can check out where you where you can get all the latest uh, that's going on at a, at Atonement. So nine, you, get a, you get a little bit of tomfoolery and hijinks in those things too. Just a little bit. Yep. Little bit. Yep. So uh, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., you can find that on atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube. And you can find it anytime on YouTube. Just search Atonement Fargo. So for Sarah DeYoung, Pastor DJ Lura, I'm Ryan Janke. Join us next week for another riveting episode of that podcast.